Eagle Nation, you're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. All right, so Eagle Nation, if you're listening to this, then you already know what happened. 34 to 14, Georgia Southern takes down then number 25 Appalachian State. Uh, you know, b- biggest win of the year to this point, Cody. Um, and I, I still haven't come down from it. No, and I don't think anybody else in Eagle Nation has came down from this one either. So this is a huge win, um, and it really sets us up very nicely for the rest of the season. Um, it's just going to be can our boys take care of business. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into that with uh, you know the upcoming game on the road against uh, ULM uh, Louisiana Monroe. Um, you know, huge game. Every every game from here is a huge game. Um, we'll certainly recap that App State game and and what that meant uh, for this team, that this program, um, and that rivalry, frankly, and and even the Sun Belt. You know, just how important that game is. Um, so all that and more. Uh, you're listening to Gotta Talk. Uh, I'm Matt. That's Cody. Let's get it, Cody. Let's get it, Matt. So, Cody, with this App State game, um, you know, coming in, we, we, we talked about it. We thought that it was going to be, um, you know, a much closer game. I, I think most realistic fans uh, in Eagle Nation uh, felt the same way, uh, that, you know, if if we were to win this game, that our defense were was to have to play lights out, uh, which obviously they did. Um, but I, I don't think anyone uh, thought that this would be the result. Um, you know, 34-14, really it was 34-7. to uh, seven. We know they got that kind of garbage touchdown there at the end. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, their QB1, uh, Zach Thomas, uh, going out on the third play of the game um, for App State. So that was a, a huge factor in that. We'll get a little bit more into that and, and, and what that means. Um, but – you know, just just overall, I mean, I, I think this was by far our most uh, complete game on all all three phases, um, and uh, and and just for four quarters. Yeah, definitely the most complete game for sure. Um, the defense, I think everybody kind of thought would come to play. Um, I think the bigger question mark was our offense, um, and I think that was the the most surprising thing of the entire night was um, just how poorly App State's defense played. I mean. Yeah, their number one quarterback went down, but he doesn't play defense. Um, so I think everybody still thought their defense would still, you know, be very, very tough to score against. And uh, the game plan that the best and company came up with was fantastic. And uh, they just did not seem to have an answer for us at all the entire night. Um, but our defense played great. Um, even, I mean, the way that our defense played, even I think if Zach Thomas stayed in the game and, and did not get injured, I think we would have. Uh, still beat them they may have put maybe one or two more touchdowns on the board but I don't think uh, the way that crowd was the way that energy was in Paulson um, I I think it was our game to win we were not going to lose that game at all yeah I think you're absolutely right and that's one of the things is it's kind of like bittersweet I knew when uh, you know I saw Zach Thomas you know get hit and and go to the game especially when he left that that medical tent um, you you kind of knew like you know this kid's not he's out for the game um, we've got a solid shot to win. And like you said, I, I thought that their defense would still come to play and it would be that defensive you know, slugfest that we thought it would be. 
but uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you you just you didn't see that, and and maybe the team got deflated, and honestly, that's on App State. You know, I know, um, you know, I had that uh, conversation with the the Black and Gold podcast guys, and and they talked about how uh, focused this team was under Scott Satterfield and how they would come in ready to play, you know, no matter what. Well, obviously that wasn't the case because you lost your, you know, starting quarterback and the the, the team looked bad. They, they, they you know, we, we, we just dominated on, uh, you know, all, all three phases. So, I mean, whether or not, you know, the, their defensive performance, whether or not that had something to do with, uh, you know, Thomas leaving, um, we don't really know. You know, we don't really know what would have happened if Thomas stayed in the game. I'm like you. I think that uh, we still win that game. Uh, you know, maybe they, they do uh, throw – uh, one or two less interceptions. Um, you know, we uh, we'll get into that in a second. But you know, five turnovers in a game, uh, four interceptions. Um, I our our defense is really good. I think uh, we turned their heads, uh, their fans' heads, uh, everyone in the conference's heads on on how good this uh, our defense is, um, and that we probably are uh, easily the, the the best defense in the Sun Belt Conference. And obviously, I'd say entering the game, uh, you know, thinking that in as you know as the best defense entering that game. Um, I think we, uh, you know, put it on display and, and, and really turned some heads, Cody. Yeah, we definitely turned heads on our defense. And, again, that, that five turnovers was, was huge. I mean, if, if they weren't turning the ball over, we were uh, stuffing them in th- three and outs. So, I mean, the, the defense came to play. They were ready. They were solid um, and definitely showed up um, in, in a big way on a nationally televised uh, game. I mean, Defense was just phenomenal. Besides the, the the one big pass play that set up their first touchdown, outside of that, they played nearly flawless. You couldn't have asked for a better uh, performance from our defense. And, you know, you could argue, you know, with, with Thomas out, um, you know, all, all their three and outs, right? So that's obviously going to keep their defense on the field, uh, you know, have them tired. But you know what? That's what makes a good defense. That's what makes a great defense, I should say. So, I mean, you know, against Texas State, we saw it. You know, our offense struggled. Um, they couldn't, you know, get a first down, you know, buy a first down to save their life. And our defense came up, and they grinded it out, and they still won the game. And App State wasn't able to do this, you know, do that in, in, in this game. So, you know, I, I think that's just another, you know, testament to our defense and, and how good they are that um, – that you know we we were able to to still shut them down you know our offense was clicking um but you know their their defense just didn't have it you know we uh 334 yards uh total offense we had uh 277 on the ground um and you know uh shy words again uh just uh, just an excellent game it just seemed like uh, he's getting better and better with every game um you know just one of three uh passing but again as efficient as you possibly can be uh you know with with the one completion of 57 yard strike to darion anderson uh hooking up with him um again on on another uh big big touchdown play yeah again darion anderson this is a guy that we talked about at the beginning of the season is, is possibly having a, a big time um, season as far as receiving goes this year, and, and sure enough, he's been huge on two big class plays this season. Um, one in South Alabama, one against App State this past weekend. So, um, kudos to him. Um, you can't say enough good things about Shy this year. Um, he is leaps and bounds um, so much better than what he was last year. Um, I think we can all you know know why. Um, not only from his own personal growth that you can obviously, but it helps to have great coaching around him. Um, but he has he has grown leaps and bounds as not only a quarterback but as the leader of this offense, and you can just see that 
uh, each and every week that he goes out there, he just seems to have a, a little bit better grasp of the game and of the game plan, how to run the offense. And, I mean, th- this kid's only a sophomore. I mean, we got two more years of him. So th- I, th- I can't wait to see what this future um, holds for him and for our football team. Yeah, it's it's going to be great for sure. And, we, and we've talked about that before that, you know, he had such great potential and to, to see that potential, um, you know, uh, play out every week um, is just really encouraging and exciting, you know, because we, we, we knew what he could be. It was just a matter of if he could get there and then already as a sophomore, you know, halfway through um, his second, you know, full season, it's 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 just getting better each and every week. And I, I cannot wait to see what the rest of this season has in store um, for him in this offense and, and, and these next two years, frankly. So, um, you know, the, the other uh, big key, we talked about those five turnovers. We'll uh, get a little bit more into that of just how dominant this team is um, in the turnover margin, but uh, penalties, Cody, you know, we've talked about it every, every uh, episode um, of, you know, it's, it's, it's our recipe for success. It's a winning recipe uh, Win that turnover battle, which we have dominated and uh, be a disciplined football team. Only two penalties for 11 yards. App State had 11 for 92. Yeah, and, and, and you could just tell that, that our team on both sides of the ball is, is, is very, very disciplined. Probably the most disciplined team I have seen um, my whole time of being a Georgia Southern fan. I've never seen a team more disciplined than this as far as not doing the careless mistakes, not doing the stupid penalties, the uh, pre- and post-play penalties. I mean, they just are non-existent for, for the most part. Um, whereas you saw with App State this past week, you know, false start, false start, false start, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct. I mean, it, it was just, you know, a targeting. I mean, it, it was – it's like they couldn't get – they couldn't get out of their way. Um, and so, I mean, I, I attribute – part of that or most of that to our fans and especially that student section that showed up on Thursday night in the pouring rain um and getting loud um but still I mean our team is is just beyond uh, amazing when it comes to not shooting themselves in the foot and they're gonna have to continue that recipe going forward otherwise um we're gonna get everybody's best game um, no doubt for the for the rest of the season, so we're going to have to keep this discipline up, and we're going to have to keep up this uh, uh, this um, not shooting ourselves in the foot and just not doing the stupid and not committing the stupid uh, penalties. Yeah, and and that's the big key, right? I mean, obviously, you know, the power of Paulson is real, and it had an effect on them with the fault starts and things like that. And when they try to audible, you can't hear from the line, and you're going to get that with you know a a game atmosphere like this, um, with a a team being on the road. But it's it's those extracurriculars, right? That's that's what's the biggest difference. We saw so much of that the last two years as players getting chippy. After you know, doing just 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 stupid penalties, hitting players out of bounds, roughing the quarterback, um, you know, responding, you know, doing the retaliation thing. We all know that you know they flag um, the the second guy involved in that, and there was a lot of that in this game, Cody. Obviously, this is a heated rivalry. Um, you know, the players were going at it from from pregame, you know, all through. And uh, so it, this this could have been a recipe for disaster for us to kind of fall in those traps, and they did it. And I think that's that's just such a, a testament to how good um, and how well disciplined um, our team is. Well, not only that, but just the leadership on this team. It starts from the head coach down. 
um, just the leadership, Lunsford, the best, Sloan, all the way through the, the position coaches, and then finally to the to the team captains, and then throughout the the position leaders. I mean, each every one of these guys are, are bought into this system and bought into this team, and and I can't find a selfish person on this team whatsoever. Um, everybody is playing for the team. What can I do to make this team better? And stupid penalties like that is not going to make us better, and it's only going to hurt us. And that's not happening. So, I mean, again, it's a testament to how disciplined it is, but it's also a greater testament in my mind to the leadership um, of this football team. Yeah, and and again, let's let's uh, dive a little deeper into those turnovers. Uh, so, like I said, five turnovers, um, four interceptions, a fumble. Um, we had zero. Uh, we, you know, once again, dominate not not just one, but dominated the turnover battle. Um, you know, we, we did fumble the ball a couple times, uh, but we were able to recover it. Um, it was sloppy conditions. It was raining. Um, you know, but that, that, that just, that just goes, goes back to, um, you know, Eagles not being Eagles. You know, we, we've talked about that and, uh, you know, we lead the nation in turnover margin plus 19, um, that has three turnovers more, uh, than second place, uh, Kansas. Um, so, you know, just, just talk about that Cody of, of just how dominant we've been in turnovers and, and, you know, if, if we keep that up, uh, we, we will keep winning. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if we, if we keep on winning the turnover, uh, battle every game, we'll, we'll continue to win. Um, and it's, again, it's something that's unprecedented. I haven't seen a defense this, this, um, that has played this way in my, like I said, my entire time of, of watching this, of Georgia Southern football, this is, this is just phenomenal. Um, now, now we did lose the ball three times, um, against App State, but like you said, we were able to jump on the ball, um, all of those times and, and not turn it over to App State, you know, which is huge. Uh, so again, you can probably contribute maybe the weather to that Lorraine slick ball. Um, but still we didn't, we didn't give it over to them. And on the same, on the other side, I think it was like four interceptions in a, in a loss homo for App State. I mean, we were just, I can't say enough good things. I can't, I can't find the words to, to articulate just how well this defense is in all aspects of the game. I mean, they are just phenomenal. What Scott Sloan has done with this defense is just unprecedented. I, I am floored beyond my wildest imagination about how well this team has done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, can't say enough about the defense, but also, yeah, and you kind of touched on it, the offense too. Uh, sloppy conditions. We're we're a run heavy team. We pitch the ball. You know, a lot of handoffs. Um, you know, misdirections, things like that. Where not great conditions for that. You know, obviously those kinds of conditions uh, lend itself probably better to a rushing team than than a throwing team and or a passing team. And and certainly uh, when you have two backup quarterbacks in Frap State, but. You know, not only did our defense play out of their minds, uh, you know, forcing those uh, five turnovers, but the offense, you know, being able to when they did, you know, fumble the ball, get on it and 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 not turn the ball over themselves. I mean, that's that's just huge. Well, exactly. And and here's a bigger thing is, too, is you just mentioned it, you know, App State brings in those two backup quarterbacks. You know, you would think that their game plan would be to, to uh, run the ball consistently and have it in heavily. Um, but we shut that down too. That there, uh, Evans, who had ran all over um, uh, Louisiana Lafayette the previous week, did not do well at all in this game. I mean, we shut him down. We shut down that run game that was seventh nationally um, going into uh, Thursday night's game, and we we shut that down um, and had enforced them to have to throw the ball. 
which led to those interceptions, which led to, you know, inexperience, you know, trying to throw against our defense, our corners, which is just a huge mistake. You know, you pick Bildor, you pick Brinson, and it's, that's not a choice you want as a quarterback. Um, so, I mean, it, like, a, like a, we've already said, this this is just a phenomenal team win on both sides of the ball or all three aspects of the ball, including special teams. Um, and I, I just can't say enough good things at all. Yeah, and uh, you know, talking about some some individual performances, you know, we'll we'll, t- we'll start uh, with the defense. You, you mentioned Vildor, um, you know, a, another huge game um, for him. Uh, you know, you had, um, you know, I, I told the the black and gold uh, podcast guys that um, you know our our secondary is, uh, I think, and I know Cody, you agree with this, the the best in the conference, and and probably the best of, uh, you know, one of the best, if not the best, in the group of five. And, you know, especially our cornerbacks and, and, and Brinson Vildor. So, um, you know, and of course they, they beg to differ. And, you know, I, th- I think that was proven, honestly, on, on Thursday. So, um, you know, just every every game those guys are, are, are locked down. And, um, you know, Vildor with, with two interceptions. Um, you also had uh, uh, Daryl Baker Jr. Uh, with an interception and then Kendrick uh, Duncan Jr. with an interception. You had uh, – um, Freeman out, uh, Sean Freeman uh, for another game, uh, safety, and 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 we've talked about it before, Cody. These guys stepping in and not missing a beat um, with with just the depth of this team, um, it, it's incredible. It is. I mean, they they really believe in that next man up mentality, and everybody's bought into it. So, you know, I mean, yeah, hurts that Freeman's out, but it seems like whoever's behind him is is performing at just as well as the as the starter. And in in I mean. When your depth goes that deep, I mean that's phenomenal. Um, this is this is unreal. Um, and and here's the thing: I think you know, going back to our secondary and our defense, yeah, I think they're I think they've proved that they're the best defense in the conference and probably the best defense in the group of five. Um, and I think Vildor's up to four interceptions now. Uh, it seems like a lot of teams are going his way, and I think that's a you know you have Brinson on that one side who is a complete shutdown corner. And I think teams are trying to pick on uh, Vildor, and, and it's just it's just a shutdown. I mean, he he's just as good, and teams are just losing that battle week in week out. And and I mean, who are they going to throw to? Right, you can't yeah, throw. It's, with it's pick your it's pick your poison. Yeah, for sure, it really yeah. is pick your poison. And and you know that's that's a, a you know a great. Uh, Great thing to have for us, you know, and 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 the safeties are, you know, with with, with Josh Moon and then you know these other guys that, um, you know, are, are stepping in, uh, you know, Freeman we we talked about, um, but uh, it just just all around, uh, just just lockdown, shutdown, um, secondary. Yeah, and, and and that only helps our defensive line and linebackers because when a quarterback can't throw to somebody and they sit there and wait in that pocket for more than three to four seconds. Guess what? You have Bayo Logan Hunt coming in there to try to get a sack. You got Ty Phillips or uh, one of the defensive ends that are just coming around and just blowing up the quarterback. I mean, it, they complement each other very, very well as far as the secondary and defensive front. And then uh, with offense, we talked about shy, but you know, let's talk about Wesley Fields. You know, missing that New Mexico State game, uh, coming back. Uh, you know, just just shy of uh, 100 yards, 18 carries, 98, uh, two touchdowns. Um, huge game for Wesley. Uh, Wesley Fields uh, looked like a man on the mission out there. Definitely did. You could tell that he really wanted this victory and really wanted to make a statement uh, in Thursday night's game, and he did. I mean, he really just he was the workhorse, and he really, really. 
um, wanted to prove himself um, in this game, and he did. I mean, he played phenomenal. And, uh, you know, finally, uh, just, just with this App State game, um, actually we'll get in a little bit about what this what this win means, uh, you know, for our team and, and the rivalry in a second. Um, but I wanted to, you know, give a shout-out to uh, Tyler Bass. Uh, you know, we don't we don't talk enough, uh, you know, about special teams, um, which, you know, is, 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 is common kind of in, in uh, you know, radio and media coverage and, and, and blogs and podcasts and all this. So, um, you know, just give a shout out really to the entire secondary. Um, but, uh, you know, the punting game has been great this year, um, you know, flipping the field and and. Um, you know that that that's been huge, but uh, Tyler Bass is just uh, money. Every every time you know, in 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 rainy conditions, uh, you know, every time they trotted him out on the field, you 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 knew you knew that was a guaranteed three. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the special teams have played phenomenal this year. I mean, yeah, we had the one block punt, but outside of that, they were nearly perfect. Um, punt coverage was perfect. That's how we get that that ball that that Clifton Duck um, fumbled. Um, and but as you said, Tyler Bass has been. I think he's been perfect the entire season um, and came up with two big field goals in the game um, that gave us points when our drive stalled inside the 40. So uh, you can't you can't say enough good things about the special teams. You can't say enough good things about defense. You just seem, I mean, every aspect of, of football that this team is playing right now is just really, really, really good. Um, and, and that shows especially on special teams. Um they just, they're just, they're just phenomenal, and um, again, as we preview th- this next game, um, we're gonna need them to be big coming up. Yeah, exactly, and that's what I was gonna say is, is you know, with with all three phases, you know, clicking right now, that's huge because you're gonna have games like Texas State where the offense doesn't click. Um, you know, as, as good as the defense has been, you know, maybe, you know, against New Mexico State, we saw it in the first quarter, you know, uh, going down 14 nothing, you know, early on. Um, other than that, they've been lights out. But you, you never know when may, maybe something happens and they have a bad game. Um, you know, we outside of that Texas State game, we haven't really had a close game where we needed to rely on field goals and things like that. Um, but it's going to come, um, you know, uh, whether it's these next four games, the conference championship bowl game, um, we're, we're going to need all of these phases to, you know, click at some point and, and bail the, the other two phases or at least one of the phases out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, like you know, we, we're not fortune tellers. We can't tell you which game that's going to happen in, but, you know, odds are that it is going to happen in one game coming up. And, you know, either the offense is going to show up and we're going to need the defense special teams to, to help us out or, or vice versa or however the chips fall. But, again, right now if this team continues to play that it did, especially against App State, this is going to be a very difficult team to beat for sure. And uh, the final uh, thing I will kind of want to touch on, Cody, with uh, this App State game was just, just how important this was. And, you know, we, we talked about we, we lost to these guys last three years. Um, you know, this is – you know, one of, uh, you know, a rivalry that dates back to 93, obviously the Southern Conference days. We, you know, I'm not going to go into that. Anyone listening to this knows, you know, how big and all the history of this rivalry. But losing to these guys the last three years, uh, three out of the four uh, being an FBS in the Sun Belt, um, this was huge for this team, for this program, and frankly, for this rivalry and uh, for the Sun Belt Conference, for the group of five, for college football. Um, you know, this 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 is a really great rivalry we have with App State. 
um, you know, hate and kind of respect there. Um, and, you know, as much as those guys obviously hate it and, you know, listen to the Black and Gold podcast guys talk about it and having that kind of hangover from that game, um, this was needed really just, just for this rivalry. It was, and, and, and I'll call myself out. I know at the beginning of the season when we kind of did our predictions that this was one of the games in which I did not think we would win. Um, and But this team surprised me, and it was it was a needed victory, as you said. I mean, um, you, can't, you can't go through all the explanations on this podcast as to why this victory was needed, but uh, one of the big reasons is if it's not for just – just the overall, just the seniors that need this victory that have been just decimated the last three seasons playing them. Um, but also it's huge for recruiting. Um, we go head-to-head with them with a lot of recruits um, in the southeast. So we, we definitely needed this victory. I know that there were a lot of recruits there. Yeah, a lot of game. recruits. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, so this this will be a, a – I think this will be a big, you know, game, not just in terms of – rankings and, and where we stand in the conference and, and hopefully the championship game. But this will be big going forward in, in December, January, and February when we're trying to get recruits. Yeah, and that's a good segue, Cody. Let's let's stop there and uh, and, and talk briefly about, about rankings, right? We'll, we'll get into ULM in a, in a minute. Obviously, that's the most important thing right now. But – you know, anyone listening to this, uh, anyone in Eagle Nation, of course, we all were, you know, watching, uh, you know, w- watching Twitter, um, you know, uh, refreshing our browsers on, on Sunday afternoon, um, seeing where this team uh, might fall in the AP uh, standings, also the coaches poll standings, obviously those uh, college football playoff standings uh, coming out on uh, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night. So this podcast is recorded before that. So we're not sure what will happen there. Uh, but with the coaches poll, with AP poll, uh, finishing 28th in the AP poll, uh, 62 votes, um, didn't have any votes last week. Uh, you know, the, the coaches poll, I believe we were 34th, you said, Cody. Um, and, uh, you know, had, uh, two votes, I believe the, the week prior. So definitely making, uh, some noise there and, uh, you know, probably, you know, a few, you know, if, if not, if not one, then, then maybe the Troy game, you know, two, two games, uh, two wins away from, uh, breaking into that top 25. And obviously again, winning is the most important thing right now, you know, to go one and oh each week. Um, but uh, let's be honest, you know, get, getting ranked would be great for this program. We just talked about recruiting. Um, it's, it's, it's great for that from a national exposure standpoint. Um, and, you know, it, it's something that we've had our eye on since, uh, you know, moving up. And, you know, could, could, we, could we get there? You know, we were so used to having so much su- success at the FCS level. Um, could we move up to the FBS and, and make noise and be one of the top teams in the country? And, and you know, I, 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 we're, we're not far from that, obviously. And uh, just, just kind of give me your thoughts on that, Cody. Yeah, we're not far from that at all. Um, and as you said, if we keep winning the next couple of weeks, there's, I don't think there's really a doubt in anybody's mind that we'll be ranked in the top 25. Um, it's fun to talk about. It's fun for the fans to look at. Um, uh, and like you said, I think it's, it's, it's good for recruiting, um, for our coaching staff to go out on the road and say, hey, look, you know, we're a top 25 program. We're a top 20, wherever the, the final season rankings will be at. Um, but, you know, in order for us to kind of have all that fun, we got to keep winning. Um, so as you've mentioned, you know, ULM is, is the most important thing right now. Um, so that's where our team has to be focused. Um, but it's great for the fans. Um, 
and, and there's nothing wrong um, with having that 25 or 24, or 23, wherever it is that we do pop in um, in front of our names. Um, and, you know, yeah, this is something that our fan base is, is used to from the FCS and, and 1AA errors um, is being ranked um, uh, year in and year out. So I think this is long awaited um, from our fan base. Uh, because we were so used to it in one double A and FCS, um, which may kind of be shocking to maybe the casual college football fan who's like, well, your program hasn't been here for no more than five or six years. Y'all really think that we should already be ranked? And I think 99% of the fan base would say, yeah, look at what we did in 2014 and 2015. This is actually long overdue. So um, it's exciting. Um, hopefully we take care of business the next three to four weeks or next four weeks. And uh, and really see just how high we can get, and, and see where we can be at at the end of the season. Yeah, and and like I said, with with those college football playoff rankings, you know, coming out uh, later this week, um, you know, and and certainly, kind of by the time this this podcast goes live, maybe, um, you know, those are already out. So it's it's possible that we're ranked in that, Cody. Um, you know, but like like you said, I mean, it's 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 just taking it a day at a time and. Um, you know, a game at a time and, and, and going from there. So, yeah. And, and one other thing, I know that there's maybe some talk about maybe there's a Sunbelt curse or anything like that. I don't think that's the case. Um, you know, I, I think if we do get ranked, it'll be a good thing. Um, it's just going to be, is our, is our team mindset focused on the next game and, and not thinking that just because we're ranked that we can just walk out there and get, you know, and get a victory. Um, I know that Troy was ranked a couple of years ago. 25th and then they got destroyed uh the following week and of course app state you know same thing with them um and i think that with this coaching staff and with this um mantra of, of win and what's important now and just having to take it one week at a time i think if we do to get ranked i don't see us losing the next week and i don't see us you know falling out of the top 25 um any point this season when I saw some too with with that curse uh, specifically being that number twenty five ranking, right? So I mean, if if we were to be ranked, uh, you know, this week after the App State game, um, that probably would have been where we fell, right? Uh, so right, right at twenty five, where I think now, uh, you know, whether it takes a, a win against ULM, uh, maybe the win after that against Troy, um, you know, we we probably jumped that ranking to be honest with you. I mean, you had Utah State jump all the way to 20 uh from outside of the rankings obviously a, you know a ton of uh top 25 teams fell uh this past weekend which which uh, you know opened the door for that that obviously can happen again so um you know that, that that's the thing is that it, we're at 28 now we might jump that 25 you know we, we we might get in in the um you know lower 20s uh you know maybe even the teens who knows yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? And and you know, you, it's a good thing you mentioned Utah State. Houston was another one that jumped up um, quite a bit. Um, and I think I think our time will come um, this season. I think if any anybody who's watched our team over this last eight games it can can tell you this is a top twenty five team. That this is a team that can compete with just about anybody in the nation um, on a football field which is just a testament to Lunsford and staff as to where they have this program at now compared to last year. Um, so I think we'll get there. Um, um, if it's not this week, it's the following week. Um, but we have to take care of business, and we have to take care of business against ULM because this is a scary team that we have coming up this week. <laughs>
Yeah, another uh, great segue there, Cody. Let's let's talk about this uh, Warhawks team, right? So, um, you know, they're they're four and four uh, overall, um, but they are first in the Sun Belt West. Um, you know, and 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 that West division is kind of up for grabs right now. You know, you've got um, you know Arkansas State and uh, Louisiana Lafayette who just played uh, Louisiana Lafayette uh, winning that game. Um, and, and Moreau's coming off of a, uh, a bye week. Um, so, you know, a lot a lot going on there. Let's, let's just start with that. I mean, uh, coming off of their bye week, they're first in the West. They've obviously, you know, they, they watched our game. Uh, you know, all their coaches, I'm sure, probably the entire team watched our game against App State. They've had, uh, you know, two weeks by the time they play us to prepare for us. Um, you know, you kind of mentioned having that target on our back, even though we're not a ranked team, we just knocked off a ranked team. Uh, we're the, the top team in, in the Sunbelt in either division. Um, we've got that target on our back that there's, there's, this team doesn't need any more motivation. Um, right. They, they host us at home. Um, they're looking to make a statement and you know, it's, this is a really dangerous team for us. Yeah, this is kind of like their statement game. Um, and as you said, they've, they're they coming off a bye week. They've had plenty of time to prepare for us. Um, and they've actually kind of played really, really well uh, these last couple of weeks. Um, I know that their averages for like points per game is really, really high. I think it's in the 30s. But the last two games that they've played, they've given up 14 points to Texas State and 20 points to Coastal Carolina. So it looks like their defense is starting to come around. Um, their offense, I think we all know how dangerous that offense can be with Caleb Evans as quarterback. Um, they have a really, really good running back. I can't think of his name right now, but he's he's really good as well. So this team can put up points, um, and their defense has shown that it appears that the last couple weeks they have kind of turned the corner um, in their play. So don't expect this to be a cakewalk um, or that we're going to have 60 points by halftime. Um, their team is going to come to play. They're going to look to make a statement. They're going to look to say, "Hey, look, we're not only are the top team in the West, but we can, we can, we can beat you." Um, go back to their Troy game. Troy got up, I think it was thirty-five-seven at halftime, and and they nearly came back in the second half to beat Troy. That was with their quarterback um, before he got injured. Um, so this team is this team is is good. Um, when we can't sleep on them, if we do, we'll get beat. Yeah, uh, you know they lost that game to Troy, thirty-five. Uh, to 27 and you know we we talked about this Monroe team Cody in our uh, our season preview and our Sunbelt preview that this kind of might be that that wild card team right out not just out of the west but just in the Sunbelt that they might kind of turn that corner and and yeah they, they they certainly had a slow start um you know they uh barely beat a FCS opponent in uh, southeast Louisiana um they they beat uh you know a, a not that good um southern Mississippi team 21 to 20 um, and then had four straight losses. Uh, you know, Texas A&M, no surprise there. You know, Troy's a really good team. We ju- just talked about that, though. They uh, had a, a surge there and, and almost won that game. Then they lose to Georgia State, uh, you know, 46-14. to 14. That was kind of the 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 puzzling uh, game of, the, of of their whole season of, of what happened there it was in Atlanta but but still uh, you know that's not a good Georgia State team um, so uh, you know losing forty six to fourteen is, is kind of a head scratcher uh, lost big to Ole Miss and, and that high powered offense seventy to twenty one and then like you said uh, played really well uh, their last two weeks before their bye week uh, forty five to twenty to Coastal and uh you know 20 to 14 and kind of a grinded out game to Texas State we know all about that 
Um, you know, that, that that's a that's a tough, uh, despite the record, a tough Texas State team uh, just coming off an, another win against uh, New Mexico State. Um, you, know, you know, just ha- having that that close game against Texas State. And uh, yeah, just 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 a, a team really not to uh, to take lightly. Um, you know, like you said, it, it definitely does seem like their their defense is coming around. It does, um, and, and this scares me. I mean, this this team does scare me as far as um, it's an away game. Conference away games are the hardest ones to win. Um, I think their team is getting confidence. They've won the last two straight, uh, and. They're coming off their bye. I mean, this is setting up to be, uh, I don't want to call it a trap game because I think ULM isn't is a bad team, um, but it's, it's, gonna be, it's going to be a very, very difficult game to win. Um, do I think we can do it? Obviously. Um, but it's not going to be a cakewalk. Uh, we're not gonna, I don't think we're going to beat this team 56-7. to seven. If we do, I'll be very, very surprised. Um, but it, this it. it, it it's going to be, to me, it's going to be a dogfight, and it's going to be a game that we're going to have to to have um, our defense play really, really well. Um, otherwise, they're, they're, they can put up some points. Yeah, and, and that starts with uh, Caleb Evans. Uh, you know, he's he's uh, number two in the Sun Belt right now uh, behind uh, Arkansas State's Justice Hansen. Um, you know, he's got uh, 1,746 1, yards um, this year, uh, nine touchdowns, six interceptions. Um, this is a kid that, uh, you know, just a junior. Um, so, you know, they'll, they'll likely be back uh, again next year. But um, led uh, led the league in uh, rushing touchdowns um, last season in 2017. Obviously, our quarterback, Shai Wirtz, uh, currently leading uh, the Sun Belt in rushing touchdowns with 10. Um, so, you know, this is a kid that can, and Caleb Evans that can kind of do it all, Cody. Yeah, he can. I mean, if you try to shut down his passing game, he'll just beat you with his feet. Um, if you try to contain him and you know and try to make sure he can't run, he'll he'll beat you with his arm. I mean, this is a, this is a dangerous quarterback that we have to go up against, and it'll be a challenge for for Sloan and his crew to to come up with a game plan to stop him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, you know, like I mean, we've already kind of saw Georgia State figure out a way to do it. Texas State nearly figure out a way to do it. Um, so. I'm sure that they'll go back and look at through film and see what happened, but um, it, he's going to be difficult to go against for sure. Uh, I think one of the things against this uh, ULM team that, that we may have is that they turn the ball over. Um, as you said, they, he has six interceptions, um, so I would hopefully we'll win the turnover margin in this game, and that will lead to a, a victory for us this Saturday. <laughs> All right, Cody. So uh, let's get into predictions. Uh, you know, for this game, um, you know, we uh, can can talk about you know the games we got coming after this. With obviously that 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 big Troy matchup, it's it's really important for uh, the Eagles uh, and and frankly Eagle Nation to to not look at that. So let's not talk too much about that. We'll have a whole episode dedicated to that. Um, this week is all about ULM uh, George Southern going back on the road and taking care of business. So let's let's hear the prediction. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a close game. Like you said, this is going to be a road game. Um, ULM is going to come off a bye, so they'll have ample time to prepare for an option offense. Um, I think the key is going to be turnovers. I think um, hopefully we'll be plus two, plus three in that by the game's end. If we do, I see this being a 31-21 or 31-24 victory for us, Um, and then we uh, get back home and then get ready for that big toy game. 
Yeah, so I, I predicted kind of a defensive battle for the App State game. Obviously, that happened on one side, right? The, our, our defense came to play um, against the Mountaineers. But I, I, I think uh, with all the points that you just made and that we've talked about um, of them having, uh, you know, ample time to prepare for us, um, getting to, you know, really evaluate that App State game, I think they're going to come to play um, – on defense, uh, Monroe, I think, uh, you know, they, I think we struggle a little bit on offense unless maybe we, we mix it up and, um, you know, can, uh, get some turnovers, like you said, and get really good field position to work with, then maybe we can turn some points around. But I, I think this is a low-scoring game. Um, I think it's, it's really low-scoring in the first half, and then we, uh, you know, get, get a few in the second. Um, I, I'll, I'll say 24-14. Um, is the final on this one, but um, you know, let's let's hope that's the case. Let's hope we uh, you know move to to eight and one on the season, which you know is 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 just crazy to even be talking about right now. Cause we've we you know we talked about before the App State game, uh, almost kind of painting the picture of, of if that game went the opposite way and we lost, we we've still had a great season at that point, uh, or uh, you know, but now possibly going for our eighth win and then, um, you know, coming back home facing Troy and then uh, two winnable games after that on the road against Coastal and uh, Georgia State. Um, you know, this this could be really, really special season. Yeah, it can. I mean, um, at the beginning of the season, we would be happy if we had seven or eight victories, you know, after Georgia State. And now we're already at seven looking for number eight. And I think everybody's – forecast on the rest of the season is that we end up with one loss and we're in the championship game hosting it which is just unbelievable to, to think about uh so again this this has just been an exciting season um i hope it you know we all hope it continues obviously but um i each this is the most excited i think i have been for georgia southern football in a very very long time and uh, the the heights that this team can reach by year's end is is just unbelievable. Um, I mean, we're talking possibly ending up in the top twenty five, um, m- maybe being you know if the chips fall the right way, maybe even a possible outside chance to even get into an access ball. Who knows? But um, th- just everything that this coaching staff and these players have done has just been phenomenal, and I can't I just can't wait for Saturday because I. If we win, I mean, it's just, it's just the party just keeps on going. And I think the the biggest thing, the final point I kind of want to make, Cody, is that, you know, we, we've we seen every week of, you know, we've talked about how will this team respond? How will they respond on the road? How will they respond against going up against a top 25 opponent in App State? And it just seemed, you know, you talked about being unselfish and, and just, you know, we talk about brotherhood as like cliche as that is, but it really just is, I mean, it just seems like this team is special that from, from coaching staff to, from, you know, to the scout team, um, like they, they are playing for each other and, you know, you could easily say like, Oh, you know, this ULM game is a trap game or, uh, you know, the, some of the games coming up with coastal or even Georgia state, you know, maybe that's a trap game and, and we get surprised. I don't. I honestly just don't see that happening. Obviously, we you know, there's a lot that goes into it. We have to come out and play, but I I think this team is just incredibly focused and hungry, and I think you're just going to continue to see that. I think so too. Um, you know, you and I talked about it beforehand how these next four games will be the four hardest games that we have all season, 
And, you know, people are like, well, we played App, we played Arkansas State, we played Clemson. You're right. But in all of those games, we were we were the the team that was the underdog. We were the team that we're not supposed to, to, to win. We can go out there and play loose. If we lost, well, hell, that, you know, that's what people expected. Um, if we won, fantastic. Um, these next four games, we're going to be the team that is is the hunted. Everybody's going to have that target, or we're going to have that target on our back, and everybody's going to be coming, or everybody's going to be gunning for us. So this is not going to be easy. Uh, ULM is going to come out with their best game of the season. We're going to get everybody's best game from here on out. Troy, we're going to get their best game. Yeah, it's their backup quarterback. Who cares? We're going to get their best game. Neil Brown's a hell of a coach. He'll have his team prepared. Coastal, same thing. We're going to get their best game. Their coach is really, really good, too. Um, Georgia State, it's a rivalry. Somehow or another, they have beat us the last three years in a row. You don't know why. I don't know why. Nobody can understand how the hell that happened. But we're going to get their best game. This, These next four weeks are going to be very, very challenging, regardless of who the opponent is. And, and I think Lunsford and his crew know that. And I think they'll have our team prepared um, week in and week, week out. So for Cody, I'm Matt. Thanks as always for listening, and uh, hopefully we uh, we pick this up uh, again next week, uh, previewing that huge uh, Troy matchup at home um, at eight and one. Yep, eight and one, buddy. Can't wait. Hail Southern, Matt. Hail Southern, Cody. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gotta Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, gotta and hail Southern. Thank <laughs> you.